0: a confidence builder. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. 3
2: 2 <laughs> And go. We're rolling. We're live at the Minnesota State Fair news from the Caribbean Coffee Shop the second Edition, yes, second version, that the second, second, second edition it seems like 20th. The second swing in the miss <laughs> already <laughs> at the news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. My name is Kenny. Uh, to my right, uh, geographically, if not politically, Don McClain. Uh, to my left, far left, John Knight, and our special guest Jason Matheson for the day. Uh, I want to mm. give special thanks to running Aces Casino, Hotel, and Racetrack. Uh, For sponsoring uh, the Krabby Coffee Shop at the State Fair, Uh, Running Aces is a Las Vegas-style card room with family-friendly horse racing, trout fishing, great dining, a new pool featuring beautiful state-of-the-art amenities, um, a hot tub, and so much more, making it the perfect local getaway. We're talking Running Aces Casino Hotel and Racetrack.
3: that sounds like fun.
2: Jason... Yes, sir. Welcome to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Take over, start talking, <laughs> oh my wrap God. up in no. about forty five 45 minutes. minutes. I have something
3: strong. to say, teacher. I'd also like to thank Mike, our engineer. Yes. The our main engineer, our main guy for the, running the, big shot. the controls today. Because Chris Reavers is late.
2: Thank you. I know,
3: but it's hard to believe, folks, but Chris Reivers is running late.
2: It's which is a daily occurrence that we're very, very used to. I want to introduce Jason uh, to the audience, uh, particularly the GLers, by way of saying, You grew up, sir. Uh, in Indiana, in the back seat of a 1979 Trans Am, sure did the same one the wow. Bandit drove in Smokey and the Bandit. Yes. Yeah, oh, how awesome God. is that? Yeah, I am so in awe of that. I grew up in the back of a 1972 Ford LTD, <laughs> not glamorous at all. No, not at all. Yeah, well,
0: I was a Falcon, about a 1966 Falcon. Don, do you even horrible. know? what were I your- know.
3: It's a 1969 GTO. Oh wow! Oh, you beat us all. Yeah,
0: that's a winner.
2: Yeah,
3: it wasn't the judge,
2: but but still, uh, (laughs) yeah, which is what I would. I'd (laughs) love to
3: have a GTO judge. A damn
2: good car. While we were talking here, we were just delivered a wow, Uh a big bunch of food from Lulu's Public House who's probably sponsoring us here at GL for the run of the Minnesota State Fair. Uh, Now, this is something, Jason, you are involved with heavily. This would be your third job. You're the most energetic person I've ever met that's not addicted to cocaine. This is all pure natural
4: energy. Yeah.
2: Tell me what I'm looking at. What is this?
4: Uh, That is the uh, Love Me Tender Chicken Sandwich at Lulu's Public House, and it features my company's biscuit, uh, Betty and Earl's Biscuit nice. Kitchen. It's our original biscuit uh, uh, with two hand-breaded, soaked in buttermilk for 24 hours, two giant chicken strips, cheesy eggs, and honey sriracha sauce.
2: Oh, my gosh. This is amazing. This is why cameras were invented. Now I get it. Yeah. Now I understand why everybody posts food. Now, I've had this already. This is the dual berry shortcake.
4: Very good, correct? my friend. Yeah. That is our original biscuit, but they, uh, sugar, they sugar bake it. They put like a sugar coating over it. And then fresh berries, uh, and strawberries, homemade whipped cream, not that fake crap, and a little <laughs> balsamic a glaze. And it's, wow. uh, it's so amazing. We've been so lucky. Every, from the Strib to Stephanie Hansen to Stephanie March to Adara, uh, we've made every must have, must eat, don't die before you eat this list, and I'm eternally grateful because you mentioned Indiana, and this harkens back to my, my family. So,
2: uh, And I want to get to that next, but first I've got to say this is the best value, food value, at the fair. You are undercharging by at least five dollars, my brother. I know. Where's Jackie? I've been telling her. Yeah, there's Jackie. I know. Jackie and I are telling
4: Charlie at Lulu's, what are you doing?
2: How can you make any money? You're giving it away. You're literally giving it away. Uh, so I, I understand that, I understand the drive to do radio, the drive to do TV, the media thing. Where did the drive and the inspiration, uh, come from to open up a food place which by the way your regular location is in Roseville Center
4: yeah in Rosedale at the potluck food hall yeah um, I I'll, I'll, really short my best friend Jen They'll stretch it out yeah that's <laughs> right this is a podcast <laughs> long, we can talk until these we can just yeah. take, go home with these folks <laughs> right they don't care right um, no but uh, my best friend Jen is in the restaurant business if you've in st Paul uh, she opened uh, the Butter Ten, a hugely popular restaurant. Jen's been in the restaurant business for years. She's had these biscuits. These are my Papa Earl's biscuit, Earl, uh, which I think the GLers will love. Uh, this about my Papa. He was uh, a moonshine runner uh, nice. in the in the coal mines of Tennessee. So he would he would run moonshine to the coal miners, then go home. And my Grandma Betty's kin. All the sisters, good Christian women, taught my papa how to make biscuits and beat them until he knew how to make them (laughs) right. And he would go run the moonshine and then the coal miners, because he had an injury, so he couldn't work in the mines anymore, but he loved the boys. So he would go home and then make breakfast for them and then go back and give the coal miners these biscuits. And then I was born... And then uh, and and these are the biscuits I grew up with. Every Saturday, we lived about two miles down the road. Wow. I'd get a phone call. So he, I lost him in '03, and I took all of his cookware. And from '03 till about three years ago, I've been perfecting it and perfecting it and perfecting it. And my friend Jen one day looked at me and she said, "We need to do something with this because you can't get good biscuits up here." Right? And I said, "Yeah, believe me, I know that." <laughs> um, and an opportunity came up from Rosedale. This is what was so funny. I think Don knows this. This was September, or I'm sorry, August of 2019. Jen looked at me and she goes, remember that Betty and Earl's idea? I go, yeah, yeah. she goes, we need to do it by November. What, and that's, what, what? we had three months no, to get this God. together.
3: Oh my gosh.
4: Because the opportunity had come up from Rosedale. Oh. They were going to do this food hall. So we had to open, right. we had to open early or we had to open quickly and, and it opened to much praise and, uh, and I'm proud, uh, our partners, the bakers there, none of these are made by a machine. They're hand-rolled. Dawn's heard this a thousand times, but <laughs> my favorite matter. thing. I
3: haven't eaten for three days because of the, to get skinny for the fair, so I was please really... Please eat, Dawn, concerned. please. Okay. Yeah. I'm eat. listening. You said something no. about a coal you mine. you heard all okay. of these stories. Dawn, Dawn's with
4: mine. me every morning. She's heard these stories, but they hand-roll them, Kenny. You would love it, John. The three bakers, uh, Katie, Carla, and uh, Lydia... They flip the dough, weighs about a hundred pounds, and they hand laminate it. Yeah. So that makes the layers. Yep. And every day, so none of this is made by machine crap. These are wow. handmade and they hand bake them at Lulu's. Uh, we wouldn't let them be, you know, made in Rosedale Roses and, and shipped chicken, over. Right, Biscuits right. get dry. So Charlie at Lulu's great guy. They are baked, like these are probably baked what, Jackie, an hour ago. Yeah, just like an hour ago. So
2: so, you said you perfected it. Um, do you do a lot of cooking and baking at home?
4: I, no, I do two things. I do steaks. <laughs> I do, <laughs> I do the biscuits Sunday, uh, Sundays at, uh, the cabin. So. so.
2: I bet you've got a pretty killer, uh, biscuits and gravy.
4: I have a really good gravy. Yes. Like uh huh. Sawmill. Just nothing fancy. That's so. my favorite. Yeah.
2: Um, but you, normally, because I, I look at, from what I hear in what you talk about, you eat out a lot.
4: Yeah. Just cause gin's in the business. Collins, my husband's in the business, in the restaurant business, so yeah. I'm lucky. I'm very lucky. I get to try, but you know me, I'm also not fancy, so I, I go right. out to a lot of fancy. But you'll find me eating chicken wings yep. and playing pull tabs at a towny bar. How Most did
3: you read my mind? First on my list here is pull tabs
0: obsession. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, uh, Don. I don't know John, if it's an obsession, but uh, it kind of is. John, yeah. Uh, are you
2: a winner normally? Do you come out oh. ahead? Do you know you don't fit the
4: bill? You don't fit the pull tabs bill. Oh, he's a uh-huh. towny
3: bar kind of guy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I
4: know. people. Look, I, I know. it's. I am, though. I mean, again, going back to your first... I'm from Indiana. I'm from a small town. Right. I don't, you know... Right. I live in downtown, but I, I'm i way more... I don't like tweezer food. I'm way more comfortable <laughs> at, at serums on a Saturday night. Nice. With, you know, good people. I just, you know...
2: So, me being a former gambler, um, I've got a certain approach to different games. Pull tabs... What's the strategy?
4: Oh, Kenny. Um, well, we should probably really have the ultimate player, and that's my mother-in-law, She's uh, Mama Haas. But our strategy is where we walk up, Kenny, and we look at the boxes, and I know probably the GLers. Most of you probably played pull tabs. You walk up and you look at the the, the how empty the box is compared to how many winners are left. And you kind of make a judgment. Yes. But we've been playing the E tabs, the, the electronic tabs. Mm-hmm. That's where we have found go big or go home. If you're oh. going to do the E tabs, if you can do it, if you can do it, save your money, dump a hundo in there, and play the $5 box. That's how you huh. make, that's how you do the big wins. Oh. You
3: have to spend money to win money. You do.
4: My, so. uh, my mother had a theory.
0: She was very good at pull tabs, but she said you'll never win if you're short of money in your bank account. Yep. She said if you have plenty of money in your bank account, you're going to win a couple yep. hundred dollars. Absolutely, she, John. I mean, yeah. it's
4: proven he right.
3: sends me text messages where he'll be like, look, and it'll be a $1,000 winner on a stupid <laughs> little pull tab. And I'm like, why am I not there?
2: <laughs> That's It's funny. That's how I do slot machines. I play the $5 slots, and I always bet the maximum yep. bet. Uh-huh. Um, so it might be fifteen dollars a pull, but when the when those numbers come up, you win huge, huge. And, and my big story about my big loss was I actually took my sister to Vegas for her twenty first birthday. I was playing the five dollar slots, and for some stupid reason, I only played one dollar. I won. And I won forty dollars instead of winning four thousand oh. oh. dollars. Never, oh. ever, so again. About that. Always bet the maximum. Yeah, always, always. always. Yeah. Uh, you don't do cards, though, do you? No, I'm, I'm not good on cards. Yeah. It stresses me out. Yeah, I love. Blackjack. I worry
4: about the other people at the card the table. I'm like, ah, I don't yeah. want them getting yeah. mad at me. Yeah. I, don't <laughs> I don't don't want, want people to deal please with the other her. People. Oh, yeah. that's a thing. Yeah, it is. Oh. That's yeah. a oh, thing when I you do know. blackjack. blackjack. Yeah, I've gotten yelled at. Oh yeah, same here. Yeah. Um. May I ask McLean? Because she, I just, I know what you. think think of it but i don't know about john don how is it how is it it is so good
3: this is a different biscuit since i've had your biscuits at the cabin yeah this is a sugar biscuit right oh you can tell the difference for sure and that it's homemade and fresh yeah and now i'm gonna eat this so (laughs) yeah i took
0: took a bite of the sandwich just because it looks so good and with it's perfect it Thank couldn't you be buddy. better. Couldn't be better. How Thank do you, you
2: expect us to do a podcast if you two I know, I'm are sorry. stuffing food it's, in your mullet? You yeah. guys are doing fine, carrying Exactly. It right John, on doing yeah. it. So, Jason, yeah, uh, the first person we ran into when Don and I got here today, the uh, his majesty himself, the Taco King.
4: The Taco King. The Taco King. The Taco King. The Taco King.
2: Uh, Alexis arrived late today uh, for the broadcast. And she walked in, what, about five ten minutes before, before the, show the show starts. She's standing at the uh, gate trying to convince somebody to give her a ride over to their booth. <laughs> and this guy who runs the Taco King booth, which is right by the entrance there, right. volunteered to give her a ride over to the My Talk booth <laughs> and dropped her off. Um, so uh, we're talking to the Taco King, Jason. He goes, oh, yeah, my buddies are text me, uh, texting me and emailing and calling me, saying <laughs> I'm yeah. all over my Talk this Le- morning. Lex is over there getting 100 Dollars worth of tacos, a little bit. So yeah, yeah. John, your
0: one question. The one question is: Now, Jason, I don't know Jason as well as you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and basically, I my office used to be right in front of the AM studios. Yeah. So I would see Jason once in a while. And I'd say, "How you doing?" And he'd kind of go, "Hi." And that that was it. So I always thought, yeah. "Boy, I don't know what's up. I don't. I don't think Jason likes me." Well, then I found out everybody else told me Jason's shy. Yes, yes. which struck me
2: as weird because yes. he's, or he's he's attracted a media, to he's a media he's mogul yeah. Well, no, Jason and I are the same way, and we both uh, were accused of being aloof. Aloof is a good word. But uh, yes. I would say if I don't know somebody, I just give them the nod and I keep going. Yeah, yeah. I don't engage with people I don't know. <laughs> and Jason, I actually uh, it, it's it's made my life easier because people <laughs> people people think that I hate them. I yeah. don't I don't hate them, but it keeps a conversation to a moment. Yeah. <laughs> <It's really laughs> Hello. Nice. How you doing? So John, you didn't work on Jason's show at all. Did you uh, no, and I didn't no. do news? Uh, no, no, we did it we did together? it with
0: Kevin, we did it with uh,
2: somebody else. But no, we never did it with Jason. I had. have a Jason story and it's the first time I realized, okay, I'm working with a pro here. Uh, and it was right before <laughs> Christmas and I think you guys had started recently <laughs> and I'm just in doing my traffic hit, right? And for some reason we got off the subject of traffic. And got on to, you were asking, what is your favorite Christmas memory? And that's kind of a stock kind of sure. thing we do yeah. in radio. And uh, you asked somebody, maybe whoever was on the board, and I turned around and I looked at you, Jason, and I gave you the no. <laughs> And you moved on to whoever oh. was into the studio with you because I didn't have anything; I got nothing, okay. right? Yep. And, it's while very sad, el- Kenny. and while somebody had, and while somebody else, do we need aunt- to make
3: your Christmas dreams come true?
2: <laughs> no. Here is where the story gets great. So I, I finally come up with something, and I turn and I look at Jason, and I give him the nod. He throws it to me, Kenny. What's your favorite Christmas? And I said, "It's the Christmas I spent in jail." And it got a big round of applause. And Jason slammed right into a break, beautiful. and it was like, beautiful. "Oh my yeah. God, I'm working with a professional." Professional, this is how it's supposed to be done, and I've been in love with you ever since. Um,
4: you're, you didn't do radio in college, did you? Mm-mm. I, uh, I moved here. No, I didn't. Uh, originally, I went, I went just for TV. TV was always the dream, and uh, I was just telling the story on, on my show, on the TV show, uh, going back to Earl, they lived in a house. I'm not joking. This is another reason why I'm proud of those dumb biscuits. They lived in a house about the size of this porch. Oh, they were sure. as dirt poor as you could get. Right. And uh, But in front of their house in Indiana, they had this giant rock. And I would get on that rock. There's a picture of me. I'm about seven, seven or eight. And I would watch Johnny Carson. He would let me stay up um, and, let, and watch Carson. And then uh, I would watch the monologue of Carson. And then I would run out to the rock. And I would re-perform the monologue <laughs> yes. to, like, raccoons and beavers and things out there. The
3: talking rock. The
4: talking rock. So TV was always the dream. And then I moved here, and I took a couple classes at Brown. I had nothing else to do. I moved here. I didn't know a soul. Yeah. And uh, I was ready for a move. I, I moved back home for a year to help my mom out. And I'm not joking, Kenny. I, sat, uh, the, the, I the morning I got a little antsy, I woke up in my childhood home and I sat in my dad's recliner and I turned on the TV and on the on the television was a explore Minnesota commercial. And I went, Oh, and I remember one of my professors, um, at school who was a, who worked at Harpo at the Oprah Winfrey show. I did an internship there. They were telling me that Minneapolis is a great TV market. And all of that kind of went through my head and I went, I'm going to move to Minnesota. You moved to Minnesota without a job. I moved to Minnesota without anything. Oh, well, he worked at Red
3: Lops. I worked at Red Lobster. I at Red Lobster. No, yeah.
4: that's ballsy. Yeah, I didn't know. Well, look, that's when you're in your 20s and you're your naive. If I knew what I know now, <laughs> I don't know if I would do it, but I knew nobody. And that morning, I looked at my mom and I said, I'm moving to Minneapolis. And I called my friend Candace and I said, um, you're going to come with me this weekend. We're going to go to Minneapolis to look for an apartment. And we went that weekend. I found an apartment. Two months later... I moved to. I packed up a U-Haul and my 1999 or uh, 96 uh, Dodge Neon. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> awful car! Awful car. It's and a go kart, isn't it? Yeah, it, it it's is. Not basically, car. it's not a car. It's a lawnmower. Uh, and moved to Minneapolis. And then I got. I right then I was looking through the paper, and I saw a radio ad for uh, for Brown. I thought, you know what? I'll take some radio classes. Yeah. So I borrowed some money from my mom. I said, I'll pay you back when I get my job and uh took classes met Dez from yeah. KS95 yeah. and then the day i signed up for classes is the day i was hired at WCCO nice. uh as an overnight dispatcher which hey, is that's yeah. that's the bottom floor you have to oh, listen to the nope. scanner that's the bottom floor what's
3: the weirdest thing that happened there oh like do you remember a weird story about working as an overnight dispatcher
4: <laughs> yeah um the one i can tell on the radio uh but Uh, There was a guy that would always. CCO has this giant window that looks out over Nicollet Mall. Yeah. And there was a guy every. uh, I did Friday and Saturday nights, midnight to 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 eight a.m. And there was a guy that would stand at the window and stare at us for a good two hours. And it was me and a photographer, Dave, and a maintenance guy, um, who really changed my life. But uh, and and he, the guy outside would just stare at us for hours. And I'd wave at him. He never moved. (laughs) He never said anything, he never, but he would just stare at me, and this window was giant. If you've been on Nicollet Mall, you've seen it. And I would stay at the assignment desk, and at first it freaked me out, but after a couple months, you know, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. we gave him a name. I think we called him Harry. Well, like, there's what, Harry. What time at night is this? <laughs> 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock oh, in the morning. Oh, lordy. So he yeah. became part of the show. He became, shift. I mean, literally, the, he was part. He basically yeah. worked at CCO. Oh, my but, gosh. Yeah. But wow. those those were good days. Well, I mean, you did know. you
0: do any scanner duty, John? I didn't do scanner duty, but I worked overnights in radio for six years doing an yeah. air shift. So in the, it's not the same in thing. In one of the Dakotas. In uh, Bismarck, yeah. Which yeah. Dakota is that in? That's in North Dakota, Kenny. It's Upper it's Dakota. It's two states now. It's not a territory anymore. Upper and Lower <laughs> Upper and Lower. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. was in Upper.
2: <laughs> uh, but you started in radio. I started in radio as a news guy. I, yeah. My degree is journalism, but couldn't get in right away. So, so. your first radio show, Jason, was with Alexis?
4: Uh, no. Well, a show of my own? Or yeah. like a show of, with me and it?
2: Yeah. Oh, oh, wait. I remember we had you on Royce's show. Yeah. Royce was doing a morning show. I can't remember what it was. It was one of five million morning shows I worked on there. And we used to have you on to uh, review movies. Movies. Wow.
4: Yeah, I did Royce. Uh, Chris Hawkey gave me right. a shot. Uh, he's a great guy. He's, a, he's the salt of the earth. Yeah. Oh, I was on uh, one iteration. There was a station that revived call letters. That I can't think of it. The hockey was on the morning. But anyway, Chris has been good to me. And uh, it was all. And then I filled in for Dave Ryan a couple of times during the Angie Taylor days. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I. I. I uh, filled in and and then it was Kevin Berger at my talk uh, that I had worked with at CCO. Kevin Berger called me because I was doing movie reviews at Channel 9 and said, hey, I want you on the show. So I started doing weekly movie reviews with Kevin. That's where I met Alexis. Yeah. And then that's where the dreaded hose beast, B. Arthur, our right. boss, Amy, <laughs> Daniels, Amy Daniels, program director, <laughs> she heard me on there and, and, and liked me. And when a slot opened up where they were going to make some changes, she asked, If I would have any interest, I went to Fox, and Fox said no. Said, well, actually, hell no. (laughs) I'm not letting you leave during your work day. Right, right. And then Amy uh, kept asking, and finally Fox, thinking that Hubbard would never say yes, Fox said, well, let him do it, but you need to build a radio studio in Fox. Yeah, and they did. Yeah, uh, they yeah. called his bluff and <laughs> hovered. Wow. Jenny opened up the bank. <laughs> and opened, now he uh, lives
3: in a little closet in I the live, morning, I, a little Harry Potter closet. That's right. Jason, was,
2: that's another thing we had in common. I didn't realize that you had, um, that Kevin Berger was part of your life. I was out of radio. I'd been fired a few times and decided I hate the business. I was working in the real world, listening to this new station, my Ta- uh Was it called my? No. It no, was it was it? FM 107. Yeah. Yep. And Kevin was doing a show, and she was talking about the night that her and a bunch of other people went to see Frank Sinatra at the Met Center. And I was there that night with Kevin and her husband, because I worked with her husband. And uh, I was... Uh, I was... Uh, Altered? Yeah. <laughs> and so I sent Kevin a quick message. Oh, thanks for the memories. Uh, I was there. We, we were there. It was a great time, blah, blah, blah. The next thing I know, Burger's calling me and saying... We need board operators. What are you doing? Why aren't you in the business? Uh, within two days, I was working at uh, FM 107. And I started as a board operator. I, st- I literally started over because that's how bad I wanted to get out of the real world yeah. and back into the business. So I was weekend board hopping and this, that, and the other. And then I filled in for a, a traffic reporter who hated his job. I hated doing traffic. Uh, and i lit my hair on fire started being nutty and crazy and 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 i just ended up stealing the guy's job from him basically because i, Kenny. And, I and i figured it out i fig- i didn't want to get fired again and i figured you know what i can do radio i can do traffic and there's a good chance i won't get fired and it worked <laughs> out Unfortunately, I ended up working with eighteen different awful, awful morning shows on AM fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred, yes. yeah. Oh, so uh, you eventually your first full time radio gig was with Alexis on the weekends.
4: Yeah, we did a sa- Yeah, we did a Saturday night show called the Saturday Night Groove. It was seven to ten. I think it was seven oh, to she's ten. She's not listening. Yeah, she's oh, not listening. Oh, she's not listening. Seven to ten. Any attention? Yeah, yeah. So, no, it was seven to ten. It was three hours on Saturday night and then uh then that grew then fox said yeah you could do a weekday show Yeah. and then um they you know Steph- our good friend stephanie hansen had that time slot yeah oh, and yes. uh <laughs> they fired stephanie and <laughs> and then replaced her with me which is still a funny thing with our friendship she still jokes with me about it but um, and so they, they they gave me the show and said, you know, who would you like to do the show with? And I had already been friends with Alexis, and I said, well, there's, I mean, yeah. it's Alexis. I mean, yeah. I, you know, yeah. has to be Alexis. So we started doing the weekday show in 08, So now we're going on this right now marks 14. We're going on the 14th season of it. So, so did you know
2: Chris Reavers at the time? Because Chris said his he a lot yes. of his first stuff at the station was you guys calling him. On a Saturday night, from whatever to quote him, "s hole bar" that I was getting loaded in. Yeah,
4: well, yeah, he was the. I mean, he was the uh, the, the 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 party guy. Yeah, you know, he was uh, swinging, swing singing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, good in looking, his 20s. straight guy out there. You know, at every every bar imaginable. And, uh, and now so, he
3: plays town ball. Yeah,
4: and now he plays town ball and. Anyway, and, and <laughs> yeah, and he would call in and do you know, uh, I think we call him like Party Boy or something, and he would do little live reports, oh and my it was God. great. So, yeah, yeah it was because that the whole show was about getting ready to go out for a Saturday night.
3: Yeah, you played music,
4: we played music. Oh my gosh, we played like two or three songs an hour, and then Chris huh? called in, we had a drag queen call. I mean, the show was just off the rails. Right. I mean, it was just
2: that's the best way, you know, oh, management isn't listening. We didn't, oh, yeah. they didn't listen, and, and, and Saturday, no, yeah, yeah. But no, as far as the FCC is concerned, they don't. Don't care either. Yeah. No. no, so virtually anything goes. For sure. No, yeah. that we, sounds like a dream gig for Reavers, though. That's that's. Oh, sorry, boy.
0: You yeah. know,
2: the first time I heard Reavers and I realized, okay, maybe this idiot is okay. Um, <laughs> he was on with Colleen and the boys, and it was during an election. And uh, Colleen, I think, said something to him along the lines of, "What." You're running for office, Chris. What party do you represent? And Chris goes, the beer party. Rah! And I'm like, okay, I like this stuff. No, we're we're, we're going to be buddies.
4: I I have more blackmail material on Reavers. Yeah. Uh, I have more stories about parties at my house that, yeah. you know, oh, where's Reavers?
2: Uh, well, oh, he disappeared for yeah. a few minutes. Okay, he'll come back Don't in a worry, few. He'll be back. Yeah, he'll be back oh in gosh. about
4: well it 's reverse about six minutes it'll be fine
2: <laughs> so yeah. who did you have to get fired in order to move to afternoons
4: at my <laughs> talk full time five days a week? Who did we get fired no um we we, we jumped around um, you know they uh, they transitioned to an entertainment station, so then uh, Kevin Berger uh, was off the station, and then uh, we expanded an hour um. Like I said, Stephanie Hansen and then uh, Colleen and the boys. Yep, uh, which is had... not
3: the Colleen that I know. No, the no. different... Colleen Cruz.
4: Colleen okay. Crew is a comedian. Yeah, yeah. but oh. now it's been pretty stable for a good number of years. But yeah, yeah it was a, it was a tumultuous couple years. But
2: so, where do these
4: your amazing
2: instincts? Where do they come from? Do you just listen to a lot of you listened to Chicago radio growing up? Didn't you? Yeah, that's where it comes yeah. from. Yeah, and then, you really
3: love Howard Stern. Yeah. It's one of your big and actually Howard Stern knows you. I mean Howard Stern called you. Twice. Yeah. So once talk, I didn't
4: answer, but Yeah, because yeah. you didn't
3: know it was him, but tell
2: us about that. Can
4: you imagine Howard Stern exactly. calling you at home? And I rolled I rolled Stern into voicemail. <laughs> no. And my voicemail was full. Oh. So then the next day the next day, that was the second time, but the next day I'm on our air, I'm on doing our show and I'm getting I'm getting text messages, and I'm getting tweets. Howard Stern's talking about you. Howard Stern's talking about you. On the air. On the air On right the now. On Howard Stern show. So Marianne from Brooklyn, uh, a regular of Howard's, of Stern, uh, calls into our show. She
3: did. She called she into call, our I, show. Yeah. Somehow picked up the phone, which
4: is rare. She's like, Jason, I was trying to call you, and we thought, I'm like, what? And I go, what, Marianne? She goes, Howard called you, but just rolled him into voicemail. And I looked at my vo- and I looked at my thing, and I went, oh, there was an unknown caller, and I remember the, getting the call, and I rolled it right into voicemail. Uh, but who
3: answers those? Who I answers mean, really? those?
4: But the first time he called me, I had done a monologue about him on the Jason show, and oh. that show is so big, they get reports when they're mentioned. Sure. And they and I was praising Howard's interview style, and he was on vacation. He called Baba Bowie, his executive producer, Gary Delabate, and said, track down this kid. I want his number. Yeah. So Gary sent me a message and said, This is really Baba Bowie. Howard Stern wants to talk to you. Can I have your phone number? And I'm like, so I looked at the Twitter. I'm like, okay, it's verified. I said, sure. And Gary called me. And yeah. I go, and I never thought I would pick up the phone. I go, hi, Baba Booey. <laughs> <laughs> Which it, had to I'd be, be real. I mean, he laughed. Yeah. I go, hi, Baba Booey. <laughs> he goes, hi, Jason. He goes, Howard's on a beach with Beth. And he's on vacation, but he wants to talk to you. And uh, he called me 15 minutes later. And he's like, Jason? And I told Dawn, I I looked outside. I can just
3: see this. I, you, in your. Yeah, in you've your, been in my house. Yes.
4: I I wanted to remember every moment, and I was staring out of my bedroom window, and I'm like, just remember, be in the moment, remember everything about this. And he was very complimentary. Uh, you know, he said he's going to call Fox and say he doesn't know why the show's not national, and he was just yeah. very complimentary. Well, yeah. So when you get and a comp- thank
3: you for saying thank nice you. things yeah. about him, yeah. I mean.
4: Did so, you start crying when I hung immediately? Up? I mean, you know, it'd be like if it'd be like if Johnny called me or Letterman or something. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's, uh, yeah, there oh were, my gosh.
0: you know, Kenny talks about your professionalism and how you know the business so well without anything. You talked about Johnny Carson earlier, and I swear to God, everybody our age in this business, yeah. TV or radio, yeah. who's good, yeah, I, they will. He's kind of losing. Whatever he's been dead long enough. Yeah, that a lot of younger, younger
2: people don't know. Yeah.
4: yeah, So who's who's the younger generation looking at now? Oh, Jimmy Fallon. I think I think Conan. Ooh. You know, because Conan is. Conan. I think Conan is, is. You know, for slightly younger than us. But yeah, John, and it, and it makes me sad because you know Carson uh, died in '05, left the air uh, Tonight Show in '92. But yeah, I mean it's just that's the gold, that's it. Yeah, that's the you, gold standard. And
0: you can hear it in a lot of broadcasters. You can hear it in Joe, in Sushere. Yeah, yeah. Uh and I think all of us you try to use that whatever you had. Yeah. You try to. It doesn't no. always work. No.
4: I think the number one thing that he does that he did that we try to do, I know on our show and I really try to do on the TV show is you let the guests shine. Yeah. And you 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 it's a dance. And yeah. you, and you got to know when to jump in yeah. and then you got to know when to just sit back. Yeah. Let them let them do it. Let yeah. them do their thing and then you got to come in at just the right moment with either a one-liner or just a look. That was I mean yep. the best Carson moments are when like when uh Jane Fonda talked about the appearance of JaJa Zsa Zsa Gabor and she goes uh you know, would you like to pet my uh, my pee? And he goes, "Sure, if you'd remove that cat, because he had a cat on his lap. She had a cat on her lap." Yeah. And then, uh, and oh my god, that's Johnny! Funny. Johnny just looks at the camera, the, and then the director, brilliant, took a close up of Johnny, and Johnny just looks at the camera, and you're there with them. You yeah. know, yeah. you know what Johnny wants to say, but you know, yeah. you don't practice those moments; they just no. happen, no. yeah. and it
2: comes from a really great team working together. Oh, absolutely. How do you manage us? Because, I mean, Don, Alexis, and I, we're chatterboxes, and we could all be talking at the same time, but you somehow have a way of directing traffic without directing traffic. Is this just something you don't think about, or do you actually put thought into, now Don has to talk, now Alexis has to talk, now Kenny has to talk, or do you just. We step all over him. What are you talking about? How do you do that? I couldn't, the audience laughed at that one. I, yeah, could, yeah. I couldn't sit in your seat. I'd be, like Such, I would be yelling, saying, okay, just shut up, all of you oh, shut well. up. But I, you have this weird way of managing all of us. I,
3: I can answer it for you because Amy has talked to me, B. Arthur, the dreaded hose beast, our, our, our program boss. director, our yeah. boss. Um, she says that people who are leads, they see the whole map and not just the road in front of them. They know where they're going. So if you think of an atlas and you're like, I have to get to Chicago, Jason knows he has to take this road and then this road and then this road to get there. Some people just panic and just see the road that's right ahead of them. And
2: that's me. And
3: they're like, squirrel, squirrel. You know know what I'm
2: thinking? I'll I'll have a a line or a thought. That's me. I'm
4: waiting for an opening. That's what uh, I'm waiting for. Which is the
3: luxury of being the responder. Yeah.
4: <laughs> like with Alexis, who I should acknowledge for Look, the folks she's here. she's making a she's, video right on here. Real. she's doing crosswords or something over there. But, <laughs> she's crafty. Uh, but, but, but with Alexis, and now with Dawn, and Kenny, I'm getting used it is kind of like, uh, I know our show sometimes seems ha- haphazard, and we don't always do what's on the sheet, but I'm always very aware... Of I think of it as kind of like a banana split. I think that was the analogy that our boss (laughs) used, Lex. A banana split where you should give the audience a little bit of everything. You know what I mean? There's a little banana. There's a little. So I'm looking at, I'm thinking about what we just talked about. And if it's serious, like today's a really good example. We got serious for about eight minutes. So then on the fly, I'm thinking, well, in the next segment, we should probably lighten it up. How do I
3: recover from what Don just said?
4: No, it's just a matter of, but I'm thinking about that. So yeah. I know that Dawn in the middle of Dawn being serious, I thought about this cause I thought you might ask this uh, in, in the middle of dawn's story. I thought, okay. And I looked at the sheet. I saw what we had left to talk about. And I'm like, okay, we're serious for seven minutes next. We're going to, we're going to lighten it up. So I'm thinking about that. And then I go back to listening to Dawn with Alexis. I can tell by her speech patterns and Dawn's and now yours I know when Alexis is landing a point, like yeah. when she's wrapping up. Yeah. So if Alexis has gone first, then I'll be like, and I'll look at Dawn, and if she has something to say up, Dawn. So I know, and I can oh, tell right when now. all of you are wrapping up a point, and then it's just a matter of kind of conducting that orchestra. And it does seem haphazard, but I promise you it's not. I, oh, it, there's it not method to the math. Yeah, it is, no, I think not. about it quite heavily, actually. Yeah.
2: Uh, for me, Alexis is the wild card uh, because she's so innocent. And you think something. Look at her
3: digging in her bag. You over think there. something <laughs>
2: innocent and pure is going to come no. out of her mouth, and it's just as dirty. As yeah. Oh it yeah. Possibly. she gets away with the most. But she she says it with a smile on
3: she's her like, face, and oh, it's so yeah. innocent. And you're like Alexis. <laughs> yeah,
4: it's like Bambi. If, if Bambi like uh, w- started cussing, that's what it's yeah. like, you know. And it's but it's but like
3: Bambi on Skinamax.
4: But that's exactly. <laughs> Bambi at Cinemax at midnight. Yeah. That's Alexis, but no, but that's the fun. I mean, it's just like when a great live. I love the, when Alexis goes off, you know, and turns into her alien self and says something outlandish. Yeah. It's so oh fun. my god! I, I that. It's like when something live happens. Like today, I had a kid uh, on the TV show. He's holding a WCCO mic flag. And I look at him and I'm like, "What? What the hell are you doing at my show? It's Channel Nine, and you're holding a mic flag with CCO." So I said, "Well, what if I give you some free Fox crap?" So I handed him some uh, crap from Fox, and I go, "So what do you like better?" And he goes, "CCO," and I go, "Get out of here!" You yeah, know? I mean, and it's like, yeah. Yeah. but I you love punk? those moments. Yeah. You know, like Jason DeRusha, I ambushed him yesterday live on the show. Yeah, that's fun. And and that's I I get so excited in those. That's live TV. That's why people like live TV. Jason follows me, and little known fact, he's one of the many people. I've muted. Kenny oh, <laughs> <he's, laughs> yeah, has
3: man. muted me as well. Kenny yeah. oh, mutes me. everybody. Always mutes me?
2: I love it that Amy, has Amy given you advice too?
3: Uh, about what?
2: About doing radio the way she wants to hear it?
3: Um, Probably, but I tune it out. Because the
2: only thing she's <laughs> ever kidding. told me, I, you know, when when they wanted to hire me, I said... I don't fit in. There's no way I'm going to fit into this show. And she goes, yeah, you will. Just be yourself. Follow the funny. And that's the only thing I remember. Follow the funny. Uh, so sometimes when you guys are getting
4: really, really serious and I'm like,
2: Oh God, I don't have anything to say about this. I'll just crack a joke. Yeah. And we move
4: on. That's what you, that's why I love it. It seems like I'm, I'm doing a commercial, but that's why I really, I think it's the secret to our show's success. I think I the reason I love doing it I think this right period right now is the best no offense to previous producers but this is the best because I think each of us and there's the old radio rule you have to be what is it Don the jerk the what's the radio rule and um. every show there has to be a deer a jerk or something. A hunter. Oh what is it? Uh, I don't know. But there has to be a different. A there has to be a redundant. jerk. There has to be a, a nice person. There has yeah. to be a snarky person. Yeah. I think for I'm our supposed show to
3: be the voice of reason, you're
4: the voice of reason. Why? Alexis that is, is the not sweet. True. Yeah. You are not the voice of reason. Thank
3: you, Kenny. <laughs> yeah.
4: But yeah. you're. But I think you represent a chunk of the audience that doesn't usually listen to My Talker. You represent of uh, the more conservative folks in our audience. Yeah. You know, uh, Alexis comes from a different background. You know, <laughs> she's digging in her purse for food. You know, and Don has a kid. And, well, Alexa has a kid. <laughs> I'm, I have no kid, and I'm gay, and I'm, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I live in the North Loop. We all come from different, and I love that. I'm, it's, couldn't it's funny. I couldn't be
2: I appear to represent the conservative side, but I've always thought about myself, and I don't think I've ever said it on any air, I think I'm more conservative than most conservatives and more liberal than most more liberals – I am such a mess politically. Yeah. I'm just yeah. wobbling I d- down, agree the, with I, uh, down the center of the <laughs> road <laughs> trying to the, find my way. Working <laughs> a show where we talk politics on occasion, I'd agree with that. Yeah. yeah. And that's another thing. I didn't want to go on GL because I didn't want to talk politics because uh, – do you remember Steve Conrad? I do remember He's Steve Conrad. the best program director I ever had, and he was the only person that uh, identified truly what I do. He said, you're a drive-by artist. You'll drop a bomb on the air, step back, and let them deal with the fallout. Yeah. And uh, moving to GL, I had to forget all about that and start playing along. And even though I didn't want to give my opinion and I had an opinion, I'd put it out there. Uh, so that was a whole new world for me.
4: Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit like you, but the opposite. I think people think of me as probably way more liberal than I probably am. Yeah. Um, Especially the older I get. But I'm you're not. Chief. Knowing
2: you from Yeah, no,
4: you're not. I can no, relate to that. I'm not. <laughs>
2: you know, and, and I'm
4: pretty, yeah, believe and, me. And we have a, a mutual friend, uh,
2: Kathy Wurzer, uh-huh. who works for uh, NPR, and everybody just assumes that Kathy is super far left, uh, but her hate mail comes from both
4: sides. <laughs> yeah. No. And they don't know the real off-the-air weekend I, Kathy either. I'm glad that you brought that up, because you know... I, that's one of the things I had to. I, I had to get frustrated with a relative of mine because we are having a political discussion, and I, um, it's my father in law, and you know he calls me meathead, and I call him Archie, and, and I'm not kidding. But it, but we're really not that far apart, and I, you know, we always bust on the media, and I know it's fun to do that, but I had to remind him. You know, he we kind of got into our first little yeah. fight, yeah. and I said, I go, I need you to stop for a second. I said because when you When you bust on the media, you're busting on me and I'm your family. And he's like, well, no, you do a talk show. It's different. I go, no, No. because what you're saying is my friends, my colleagues like Amelia and Pat Kessler and and Werzer, you're saying to me that they come into work every day. With, to actively lie right. and to act with malice, with an I agenda, said, yeah. an, and I go, yeah. that is not the reality, no, and you can't not. tell me a reality that I've been seeped in for 25 years. Right. You can have a difference in an opinion, but you have to recognize that that's offensive to me in a way. I always. But with him, and I think this is what's lacking right now, is I always want him to know that I hear him. Yeah. You know, and even my even his other family members, they just argue with him, yeah. and it makes him feel dumb. I always want my father-in-law to know I hear him, and I do listen to him, and we have a great exchange of ideas. Mm-hmm. And I always remind him, like, we're not that far off, Archie. Right. But, you know, you, if you hear me, i got to hear you. But I brought this up because I think people would be shocked – the, the hate mail. I know Pat Kessler very well. Not only do I work with him, but he's married to my boss at Fox, uh, Mary and Mim Davey. And Kessler, just take it from me. I know sometimes people don't like him. Uh, trust me, Kessler gets hate mail. 50% – I mean, divide – well, now no. he's retired, but I, I, I saw the mail. Yeah. And it's, it, and yeah. he does a good job, and he's a good man, and he really does work hard to do so his job well.
2: Does it help you to cope with hate mail when uh, your superiors program director or whatever at TV say, well, this just proves you're doing your job. Does that help ease the pain at all? Because it doesn't no. help me at all. No. no.
4: Don and – uh, John, I don't know about you, but that's the one thing um, – I wish I, I like to say that I'm I'm stronger about that. I'm really sensitive, yeah. And to this day, like stupid crap, like oh I don't like the way Alexis laughs, or I don't like the way you speak. It is the the homophobic yeah. The yeah. emails yeah. that yeah. still that's that's what gets to me, yeah. especially you know when it gets violent. You yeah. know I, I had a well, that's yeah. insane. Yeah, it's understandable. It, it's people being yeah. insane. It's, yeah. it's
0: disheartening when you get stuff either emails or social media with whatever they say. About oh. you.
4: I had a guy, I had a guy from White Bear Lake, and the reason I know this is, and Kenny and I know Dawn knows the story. Dude was so brazen in his mail that he wrote how much he hated me on yellow legal pad <laughs> and was so, and told me, and I'll never forget this, he said he was going to take me in the back of his property and do to me what they did to gay people at, in Vietnam. Oh, jeez. And he was so proud of it that he oh. put his return address label on the <laughs> thing. Cr-
2: criminals aren't that bright. And, okay. and then
4: he disappeared for a while because, you know, security had the cops go to his house. And he popped back up about two years later. And then he got more personal. He goes, I know where you hang out. Uh, and he listed everywhere that we hang out. And he put his address label there. <laughs> and our security from Fox flew in from New York and, and knocked on the guy's door and said, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. You can't do this. Right, you, you know, right. The guy acted like he had done nothing wrong. Wow. And yeah. that's that's the things that bother me my, still. My most vile hate... Or makes me want to quit the business. The most vile
2: hate mail I had ever received uh, came to management, and when they handed it to me, they said... You are a god. This is the worst piece of hate mail I've ever seen. <laughs> and I took that, and I have it hanging on a mirror in my office where I broadcast from up north. So I see oh, that. Oh, you told me I do know every that. Time I, every time I comb my beard in the mirror, I take a glance at this spectacular piece of hate mail. John, You, I think you
4: lead the podcast for hate I, mail. I do. I do. I get a lot of hate mail. Uh, now, wait a minute. There's two. I, I've just looked in. Oh Reavers my finally gosh. got here. Hi guys, What what is this? And, so and Zouche is here, and he pointed at me, which means he might kind of know who I am. <laughs> I mean, no. he, if I ask him, what? No, if Joe he, if for I, a million
1: dollars, what, who's what, to what's you my right name, now? Joe? No, it's not John. That's John. Jason,
3: Jason. He, Don! He, Sush knew my I'm name. Sorry, my name is Joy. Who are you
4: yeah. talking? I'm, that's right, that's Joy Wells, right, Sush? Joy Wells. That's Joy Wells. Yep. I love that. <laughs> Holy so, crap! I can retire. Sush knew my name. Are there any photos of you standing on the rock? Is there a
2: Super Eight film? Of there is. It?
4: There's a picture of. Yeah. There's a. My mom has it. Good. And we went back. The Jason Show went national about three years, four years ago, and I went home to Indiana. Before that day, I flew yeah. home. We yeah. premiered on a Monday, and I went back to Indiana to look at the rock, and the rock had been removed. Oh. And I wanted, I was going to hire, I have—I still have some family there uh, that have trucks yeah. <laughs> and, and equipment, yeah. and I was going to hire my uncle to remove the rock and put it on his property yeah. until I have a property, and uh, the new owner had removed it fresh. Because the spot was still oh. there. I can get you a rock if Thank you want to you. substitute <laughs> rock. And, <laughs> you. and that
3: new owner is the guy who wrote you the hate mail. Oh, exactly. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. Yes. So, and now you know. <laughs> exactly. He <laughs> comes yes. for I, full I, circle.
2: I thought of you this week, uh, and it was a new video to me, and I, it might be viral, of a kid standing out in a rain and windstorm. And he's got to be, like, nine years old. And he's kind of leaning into the rain, and he's doing a weather report. And I thought, oh, my God, that's the young Jason. Yeah, yeah. So that so reminded oh. me. And I did the same thing as a kid. I played radio. I never thought I'd oh, yeah. be able to be in radio. How? Did, when did you know, John?
0: Uh, when I was about 15. My brother was in TV and radio. So I thought, boy, this is great. He dragged me along wherever he went. So
2: Yeah, and it's it, like, you know, oh, this is this is it. This is for me. Don, do you realize you're doing radio? No. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just want to
3: eat this food. So,
2: no.
4: <laughs> are, are you doing this, Don, just until something better comes
2: along? <laughs> no.
3: No. Dawn's, come
4: on now. Don's the best. I, I, I knew right away, uh, just like with John and just like with you, Don's a broadcaster. And uh, from the moment I met her, I just thought, like you said, I, I thought this, this is the real deal. She's fantastic. She's a capital B broadcaster, and I always have respect for that. And she's a – she's now turned into one of my dear friends. Uh, And fun as hell at Disney World, let me tell you. (laughs) I knew right away because you went through a number of
2: producers, and I've seen a million producers come and go there. Her first day on the job, before she was on the air, she comes in it. with a notebook and starts taking notes. And I thought, oh, I haven't seen this yeah. since I started the business. <laughs> yeah. This one's going to on, succeed. Gonna yeah. And five years later, she's you know doing it, and she's doing it very well. Oh. I mean, she's no reverse,
4: but I mean, you know. <laughs>
2: well,
1: Who is, Jace? You Who look is? so
0: cool today. Thank you. Thank you. So you mean she shows up? She, she does. Sh- I she I shows up on time. On
2: time.
1: <laughs> well prepared. Well, uh, as long as we're going to cross promote, I was once a part of my talk 107. We covered, we covered about about all, about all this. But yeah. I want to talk here. about the you very first uh, Project Down and Dirty. Oh. And uh, I did. I did get fired. And then they stuck me with Sushere and Rookie. Um, but wait, the first year, Jade, this must have been, what, 10 years ago? It was ago? That
4: exactly 10 years ago.
1: Okay. So we are, the project was we had to do odd jobs around the state fair. and We all had to stay overnight in the old My Talk trailer. We all got hammered the first night. and uh, Well, I more than every, everybody else. Jason and I were sleeping next to each other. Our faces were about six inches apart, and I woke up, looked around, and went, oh, good. We're all still in the trailer. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and I said, oh, look, good. I'm sleeping with Chris.
3: <laughs> I'm sorry. Your name is Party Boy. Oh,
1: yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah <laughs> Party
3: Boy reporting from the bar. Exactly.
2: And Jason uh, also told the story this week on my talk, but he didn't quite say, we all got hammered. Oh.
4: He yeah. He oh.
2: We had, wine, we had a wine, we had a morale
4: thing. building. We yeah. had an excursion. We had yeah. an excursion yes. where we traded horrible stories. Yeah. Yes, yes we did.
2: Well, um, is there anything you want to get in? Because I could be done. No, <laughs> I'm.
4: hey, I'm just, you just want <laughs> I, to eat. I have a question. Yeah.
3: If you could host any game show, oh, yes, what would so. you? Because you would be a great game show host.
4: Um... <laughs> for whatever reason uh, card sharks i love card i love the flipping of the, <laughs> the cards big, those giant, giant those big ass yeah. cards i just like i love flipping them um but if it wasn't card sharks i i think price is right would just be, yeah. Wouldn't that be fun? i mean that's just the ultimate gig you work 4 weeks out of the year you make seven figures, no. and then you go home to Tahoe. I mean, yeah. you know, my, it's it's fantastic. You wouldn't work four weeks. Out no, of I year, wouldn't. But you'd work year round. Yeah. you
3: would have four jobs. I would have like, four game I have shows. to go run my biscuit company, and yeah. then the spinoff of my uh, card shark yeah. game. No, yeah.
4: probably Price is right. <laughs> I would love that Price is – That's the ultimate.
2: Okay, so let's turn it around on McLean. What would you be doing? What what would you rather, well, not rather, what would you do if you weren't doing this? Radio? Yeah.
3: Um. I would have a paranormal show on the Discovery Channel, Discovery Plus, a ghost hunting show.
2: And it wouldn't be anything acting related?
3: Well, I mean, it'd be playing the part of me, but right. yeah, I mean, at this point, that ship has sailed, you know. <laughs> wow. I was a theater major, wanted to be an, an actor, and yeah. I mean, come on now. So, in my spare time, I do paranormal investigations i 'm with the paranormal team, and so i 'm really into that and right. And, uh, yeah, I'd love for a production company to give me a call and offer me a show. I keep putting that out there just yeah. in case. Just
4: like I keep saying, if Luns would like to have our biscuits, please call <laughs> me Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Lunds. <laughs> well, yeah. Maybe
2: you should do a podcast, huh?
3: Uh, well, I was supposed yeah. to. Amy, Amy actually approved it, and then you guys asked I, me to I do I this podcast.
2: Okay. Well, maybe you shouldn't do a podcast. <laughs> ah, ah. John, <laughs> I just assume if you weren't here, you'd be smoking weed and playing guitar. I, well,
0: I'd be playing music somehow or doing a radio show about music or whatever. Right. We should. don't you think we should probably tell everybody when we actually do this show, News from the Krabby Coffee Shop, it'll be nothing like this? Well, we yeah. won't be interviewing yeah. people. You know
2: John, great idea. When <laughs> you were talking about Howard Stern, that's what I wanted to bring up. Basically, what we're doing with News from the Krabby Coffee Shop is we're ripping off an old tried-and-true radio bit, which Stern has perfected. And that's when Robin does the news and they riff. Yeah. And yeah. that's basically what we're going to do. But we're hoping to find stories... That aren't aren't in the mainstream that everybody hasn't been hearing all week long. and it won't be hard hitting and it yep. won't be political, yep. but it will be fun. I, so I have love four
3: it. To g- ready to go right now. There you cool, go. Just well, in case.
2: I'm excited. <laughs> so if Reavers is still working, is he? He's, fact, there. he he's there. To, he's right there. He's Hi. Spin up that closed music, Reavers. I think we're
4: about done here. He doesn't know where it's at. Yeah, he I think can't I can find, find it. We don't. Do right we have closed music? We do actually. Okay. Have wow. Close music. Okay. Just play the town ball theme, Chris.
3: Thank you, Jason. Jason. Thank
4: you, John. John, John thanks for Kenny. bringing the food. You're very yes, welcome. Now wonderful. you guys can eat. The show's over.
2: Yes. And Jason can be heard my talk mornings. Um, you can be seen at 10 a.m. on Fox 9. By the way, we play you uh, in our hardware store. Thank uh, you. stop not the music, Chris. Every, John, just deal with it. It's yeah. the wrong music. Every morning at 10 a.m. <laughs>
4: It's the wrong music, Chris. Yeah, Kenny, is he playing the wrong music? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I am.
2: We can buy your biscuits from Bre- uh, Betty Lula. and Earl's, from Lulu's. Betty yep. and, uh, and Earl's uh, and Rosedale Center. Oh, and you also do a podcast. Oh uh, yeah,
4: about Disney World. And if Luns is listening, you know, <laughs> give me a call. Pick up the phone. Exactly. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thanks. News from the Crabby Coffee Shop will return next week
2: on Wednesday. Wednesday. Thank you. <laughs>